Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. This program is made possible in part by Dan Rasmussen, a listener like you who's backing us on Patreon. Thank you. Visit our website at jabberaudio.com support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash team jabberwocky. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice, and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012. Professional poker player Jimmy Harmon is desperate to unravel the plans of a mysterious real estate investment group, the White Bluff Restoration Trust, after his ex-girlfriend, Robin Freeman, working in the Los Angeles County Assessor's Office, is swept up in their nefarious schemes. Robin, the head of the investigations branch is dead. It does look like they haven't connected anything to you, which is good. I hate to say it out loud, but that could change. Infiltrating the Secure Land Registry Office using forged credentials from Robin's supervisor, the pair unearthed records of the people behind the secretive group, only to be pursued by a vicious killer who's crossed paths with Jimmy before. Here it is. Yes, White Bluff Restoration Trust. Trustees, shareholders. Looks like they've amended the file with property purchases. Everything. Oh, quick, get down. What is it? His name's Malone. He kills people. Narrowly escaping with the files and seeing Robin to safety, Jimmy pays a visit to venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer, for whom he has been performing a seemingly unrelated assignment. Safeguarding a cryptic puzzle box containing a small USB drive, a task which led to Harmon's earlier encounter with the vicious Malone. How'd I do? As I had hoped. And most importantly, you completed the assignment. In this world, people are all too eager to reward effort over accomplishment. In my experience, effort is meaningless without achievement, a convenient excuse for failure. While there, Jimmy once again encounters the enigmatic Eleanor Wallace, a performance driver to whom he finds himself inexorably drawn. Ah, Jimmy. There's a lot you don't know about me. Oh, I've caught the veiled references to your oh-so-mysterious past, Ms. Wallace. I'd be lying if I said that didn't add to your appeal. Yeah, well, the veil's there for a reason. There are things in that past. Too many things. Things a little obscurity can make easier to not think about too much. So they don't. Overshadow everything else. Pretend it's all, um... Maybe not normal, but at least pardonable. Following their meeting, Kreitzer takes Jimmy to witness a pet project he's planning with real estate speculator Glenn Chambers. A revitalization of the 7th Street viaduct, whose geography provides one coincidence too many for Jimmy's comfort. This is about giving back, bridging the neighborhoods on either side of the span, the Arts District to the west, or the southern end of it, and Boyle Heights to the east. Paradon Blanco, 
as it was originally known before the Mexican-American War. White Bluff. You said White Bluff? Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 7. Just when I start thinking I'm out of the woods, or at least starting to see daylight between the branches, I step right into a tiger pit. Now I'd call it a win if I could just avoid the spikes and claw my way back out. Jimmy? How'd your meeting go? Thought it was going well until it took a turn. Now I'm afraid things might be even worse. Worse? Damn it, Jimmy, that is not what I need to be hearing right now. Don't you think I know that? Maybe you should have thought of that before you decided to roll the dice with our lives. I decided. Robin, you came to me, remember? All this started because... I'm sorry. I'm getting defensive again. No, I'm just frustrated. I don't know how much more I can take. I said before it wasn't your fault, but... Stress makes the mind jump to some strange places. I think you said that before? Still, no excuse to lash out at you. I just tend to do that when someone calls me on something I know is true. Jimmy, I really didn't mean to call you out on... No, listen. You have every right to be mad. I've got a history of making bad decisions. Risky decisions. And the past couple days have proven that. I was so convinced we had to get to the truth, I didn't stop to think maybe our best course would be to let things go. I don't know if that would have been better. Maybe not, but I didn't even consider it. When you weren't sure what to do, I went into full take-charge mode, when I really didn't have any right to. Took advantage of the fact, even if I didn't know I was doing it, that you weren't ready to make your own decision about what was best. Not an informed choice. Jimmy, I'm not some helpless kid. Not anymore. No, that's not what I mean. You've never been helpless. We all have times when we're overwhelmed. When it's easy to get swept up in someone else's agenda. What? What's funny? Oh, I was just thinking about your dad. Really? You do that a lot? It's just, I think that's a big part of why I butted heads with him. He wasn't afraid to call me out on my BS, and I went straight into combat mode. Maybe. Still. Yeah, still. Your father is a jerk, though. He... Yeah, that's... There's... Never mind. Fair enough. So, how's it going with the papers? Anything makes sense yet? A lot of it's pretty complicated. Which is why you're the best person for the job. Appreciate the vote of confidence, but some's just cryptic plot numbers and such. I need time to decipher those into actual addresses, which is taking a lot longer than it should. I logged into the office network remotely, but it's all... system's way more sluggish than normal. I don't know, maybe it's my connection, but the whole thing's moving at a snail's pace. Anyway, I think I'll have something by the time you get here. Assuming you are coming here. Yeah, just left the casino soon as Kreitzer dropped me back off, but I don't want to risk putting your friend in danger. We need to find somewhere to meet. I don't want anyone to find us. No, I know. Public is good, but not somewhere they're likely to just bump into us. Hey, <laughs> I have an idea. Do you know that place, Serenity? It's up near where you're staying in Studio City, on Ventura. That's the one with all the ivy in front, right? You really think we can get in there? I know it's just a Tuesday night, but I heard it's pretty busy. I met the owner, Carl Pantuso, the other night. Promised me a table whenever I wanted. I'll give him a call and see if he can fit us in. Somewhere we can work, but won't draw attention. But, I mean, it, it's your call. I don't want to push you into anything. No, that's fine. How long will it take you to get here? Uh, I'm on the 4 or 5 now, so another half hour or so. All right, I'll meet you there. I'll wear my disguise. Sweatpants and everything. Looks growing on me. Actually, sweatpants might not fit the dress code. Oh, hey, I have another call coming in. Unknown number. Should probably take it in case, uh, well, in case it's something critical. I'll call you back, okay? Okay. See you soon. Sure I'll find something to wear. Hey, hello. Jimmy Harmon. Chest, James. 
It has been some time since we last spoke directly, no? Victoria! Uh, so, Crick did pass along my message. Of course. Mr. Crick is most reliable. He knows I would look forward to hearing from you. He is not one to let personal concerns get in the way of his duties. I'm sure. So, how's life back in Vegas? Quite well, indeed. I have just ensured that a certain... ...individual in the Las Vegas Police Department will no longer be of concern. No longer be... Now, Victoria, you don't mean... James, I am shocked that you would leap to such unsavory conclusions. After all that we have been through... No, he has just taken an early retirement. Sorry, sorry. Old habits, I guess. Yours and mine. Mr. Crick informs me you have questions about a certain real estate group in Los Angeles, no? Right. The White Bluff Restoration Trust. And it's a long story, but someone mentioned your name in connection with it. And what someone would this be? I don't know. It was, uh... Well, it was an anonymous tip. Anonymous. I can imagine several individuals who would be eager to place me into a compromising situation. Once again, as you no doubt remember from your experiences here last year. But I can assure you I know nothing of such a group. Nothing? Nothing at all? James, I am not in the habit of repeating myself. But no, I have my properties here in Las Vegas, as well as a few side businesses. But nothing in Los Angeles. Okay. Then again, would you tell me if you did? Of course. Ours is a relationship built on trust. Sure it is. I am curious, James. How are things with Mr. Kreitzer? It's complicated. I'm not any closer to finding out who in his circle hired Watson. Who killed Will Archer? Watson? I'm not following. That... that's why you put me in with Kreitzer in the first place? Someone in his circle was tied to the people who sent Watson to kill me and got Will instead? Ah, yes, of course. Mr. Crick informed me of your lack of progress. I merely thought you were speaking of some Novorazvaya, new development. Victoria, is there something you're not telling me? Of course not, James. As I informed you before, there are times when my contacts might allow me to provide you assistance. This was one of those times. Oh, right. In return, Anton Kreitzer is a valuable individual to befriend. Should you become privy to any promising ventures during your association, you would be well advised to pay close attention. And I trust you understand I am willing to continue to assist you in uh, navigating such a situation. Of... of course, Victoria. I understand. Completely. Then we are good. Good day, James. I am sure we will be speaking again soon. One minor mystery solved. Victoria had recommended me to Kreitzer so she could get something out of it. Not because she wanted to help me find Will's killer. At least not entirely can't say I was all that surprised. Most likely something to do with Kreitzer's stake in the Inglewood Park Casino, unless... unless she knew about this new venture Kreitzer had going on, the thing with the puzzle boxes, whatever it was. Hadn't mentioned anything about it to Crick, but who knew where else a shady character like Victoria Salkovich might be getting her information? Still, best to concentrate on one crisis at a time. Carl Pantuso? Uh, Carl. Jimmy Harmon from the game Saturday? Jimmy! Great to hear from you. Listen, I, I hope my call's not bringing up uh, unpleasant memories. You recovered at all? Uh, my wallet will recover. My ego, on the other hand? Uh, I know the feeling. Hey, I do have a favor to ask. As long as it doesn't put me out another quarter mil, what do you need? Serenity was perfect for a clandestine meeting. Public, but not screaming for attention. 
with its ivy-covered facade, if you didn't know it was there, it'd be easy to pass it by entirely. Carl got us a back table out on the patio, away from prying eyes. Even on a Tuesday night, it'd normally take hours for a spot like this. You'd think dining al fresco in this heat would be unbearable, but it actually felt cooler back here than on the street. Anyway, hope you two have a great evening. <laughs> Gotta say, you two do make a nice-looking couple. No, it's not like, uh, well, um, thanks, Carl. My pleasure. Enjoy. Let me know if you need anything. Maybe he sees something we don't. Uh, maybe he does. It's just been... Anyway, are these, uh, are these the originals? I made scans back at Anna's, so those are on my laptop. Didn't have time to print copies. So yeah, this is the actual file, which now I don't know how I'm going to return. Anyway, the list of shareholders and trustees is fairly straightforward, only... Only what? I figured some of them would look familiar. One, even. Something to tie into what we already know, what little that is. I'm worried we have all our eggs in one basket, and we've dropped the basket. So nothing familiar? Nothing at all? No. Thought your Victoria Salkovich might be on the list after what the original caller said? Anton Kreitzer isn't there. No joy there either. Damn. Felt sure he'd be on there. Project in a neighborhood used to be called White Bluff, the White Bluff Restoration Trust. It's too much of a coincidence, at least under these circumstances. So who is on the list? Really just a few names. Trustees are Howard Vex and Charlie Crane. Shareholders are a Peter Norman, these Howard Vex and Charlie Crane guys, a Walter Evans, but that's getting down into minor shareholders. And no Kreitzer or Salkovich. Nope. Nowhere on the list. Something's... something's not, um... something's not... Charlie Crane. That sounds familiar. Somebody you've met here? I don't think so. Crane. Crane. Wait, ah, that's it. What's it? Charlie Crane. It's a character. Parker Wells' first lead role. The Cabin Precepts, a little indie film, before he went on to those superhero flicks. For once, your obscure movie knowledge pays off. That can't be a coincidence. I agree. So maybe, maybe these are all aliases. Any way to identify them directly? Tax IDs, social security numbers, anything? Not on here. There are addresses, but they're all P.O. boxes or hmm. lawyers' offices. Doubt the lawyers are likely to help us. And I don't think we're up for more breaking and entering. Not yet, anyway. So, what about the properties? Took a hell of a lot longer than it should have. System was running crazy slow. But eventually, I was able to cross-reference the lot numbers with street addresses. Let me guess. Boyle Heights. White Bluff. Right on the first try. Of course, that's right there in their name, so it's not that much of a surprise. And that does line up with what Kreitzer said about buying properties near the 7th Street Viaduct. Well, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? I mean, okay, look here. All of these locations are in Boyle Heights and near the river, but they're not really near 7th Street. They're further north. By 6th Street? That's weird. How would that work as a staging area for working on the 7th Street Bridge? I don't know. They're also not all on the river. All within a couple of blocks, sure, but not all next to it. But that's not the strangest thing. Look here at the assessed property values. Notice anything? Uh, not offhand. What am I looking for? Oh, sorry. Here, check these assessments against comparables. Other properties in the area. Wow. Those are easily triple, no, quadruple anything else around there. More, even. Right. Now look at the assessments against the original listed purchase prices. These are... Holy cow. Assessments are easily ten times the purchase prices. Someone accidentally add a zero? No. Nope. There are addendums here documenting everything. Major property improvements, new businesses on the lots, 
a big shipping fulfillment center, a nightclub. A nightclub? Yeah. Cabana 10 West? Never heard of it. Me neither. Not that I'd expect to, not being a regular raver. Wait, hang on. Look at the time frame. These jumps in property value, the improvements, all in the past few months. Yeah, I guess you're right. When was the last time you saw a whole bunch of major construction projects get done that fast? That would be unheard of. And if we're talking about commercial assessments, which is literally my department, that's not just new construction. For assessments that high, they'd have to show new regular business, sustained impact on the community. So they're faked. The documentation all looks legitimate, but yeah, I'd say they have to be. So you think this is enough for us to take to the authorities? Oh, oh yeah. Well, almost. We'd also need to tie at least one of those aliases to a real person. But you said Charlie Crane was Parker Wells. Yeah, but that's a conclusion, not evidence. And then we have to be sure the assessments aren't legit. You mean we have to see for ourselves? Well, let's go then. Whoa, 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 slow down. It's past 11. Not to sound, you know, privileged, but that's not exactly a safe neighborhood to be driving around at night. Oh, right. Besides, we need to be able to see these places. It tends to work better by daylight. So morning it is. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, sleep, for one. Oh, I didn't mean that to sound like I... Was... Oh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, I didn't take it like that. Unless, uh, I mean, it's been, well... Yeah, it's been. But maybe one thing at a time, I guess. Then we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's good. Uh, anyway, uh, let's at least get something to eat while we're here. I, I don't know about you, but I'm starving. Didn't really get a chance to eat at the track. Yeah, I can go for that. We stayed at Serenity until past one. Not the safest plan, maybe, but it was nice. I think we both needed it. In that setting, forget about everything going on, just talk. Not even big stuff, just our lives. Turns out Robin's been getting into local theater. Told her I'd been taking a couple of finance classes at USC, maybe finally finish my degree, and that I'd finally quit smoking. Occasional cigar aside, she'd never been a fan. I guess I finally came around to seeing it, too. Uh, had to end sometime. Can only put the world on hold so long. If this all hadn't been hanging over us, I think we could have kept at it all night. But it was. In the end, I dropped Robin at her friend Anna's place and made sure we weren't followed. I found an out-of-the-way motel and crashed, but uh, didn't sleep much. Too much to think about. But not all of it bad this time. I got up and met Robin at 11. We grabbed a quick bite and took the 101 down to Boyle Heights to try and dig up at least some semblance of the truth. Let's see. Four boarded up storefronts, an empty lot full of trash. That's a fulfillment center. I weep for the online shopping industry. Not getting my hopes up on this one. Oh, chin up. Save the best for last. This one's supposed to be that nightclub, Cabana 10 West. Should be there, across from that boarded up Video Aces shop front. Closed, like half the businesses here. Who says you never take me out to the hot spots? At least there's an actual physical building here. Hang on, let me get a picture of this one too. Sure it's safe to leave your car out on the street? Probably safer than off the street. At least here it's visible. And my car is not exactly a prime theft target. But, uh, okay, let's bring our stuff with us. I'll grab my bolt bag. Here, why don't you put my pistol in there, too? <laughs> Honestly, I doubt anyone would look twice if we just brandished it openly. But uh, better safe than sorry. Doesn't look like anyone's been here in years. There's a sign, or a collection of rust in the vague outline of a sign. 
Boyle Heights cold storage. What, you mean it's not a hopping nightclub? And here I got all dolled up for nothing. <laughs> dolled up? This is my best t-shirt. I see. Setting up clubs in old industrial buildings is a pretty standard practice, but uh, I'm thinking no. Looks like a loading dock there, over on the alley side. Maybe we should have just driven inside then. Mm, padlocked. Though rotten as this wood looks, but we could have knocked our way through. Well, maybe not with my car, but a real car could. I think we can get in through this side door. Lock looks busted, and the door's barely holding on. Really think we need to go inside? I mean, look. You said it yourself. We have to be sure. Take more pictures. We've got to have enough evidence to prove our case. Airtight. That makes enough sense. Wow, you're getting bold. All this time I thought I was the careless one. Some of your adventurous spirit must have rubbed off. Lead the way, fearless adventurer. Or did you need the... No, I've got it. Damn, you got Hulk strength. Remind me not to make you angry. I want to keep liking you. Definitely not a nightclub. Not for humans, anyway. Watch your step. I think tetanus might be lying in wait. Nobody dancing in here. Even the ravers aren't that self-destructive. Jeez, it's even hotter in here. Cold storage is definitely a misnomer. Remind me to take this off the list of potential date night spots. So you've got a list now? I'm intrigued. Just like the sign says, or the rust says, cold storage. Ironic. Still has old refrigeration chambers over there. And Jesus, are those meat hooks? I don't think the safety inspector would approve. Here, let me move some of this crap out of the way. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, these places clearly aren't what they claim to be. Probably the least valuable properties in the area. So why fake the assessments to make them seem more valuable? Drive up sale prices, maybe? Lex Luthor 101? What? Make the land more valuable between the time you buy it and the time you sell it. Lex Luthor, Superman. My dad and I watched that movie a bunch when I was a kid. You made me watch enough old movies when we were together. I think I can afford to pass on a few. But that plan doesn't work. Any sale would mean an on-site inspection, and it falls apart as soon as the buyer sees. Maybe trying to raise neighborhood property values? But the assessments were locked up. Secret. Some kind of tax dodge, maybe? Then they'd want to lower the assessments, not raise them. And never to the degree they did here. Honestly, they'd probably be able to get away with this. Nobody'd look twice at assessments above their actual value. Well, well, ah. well. Fancy meeting you here. Damn, this guy was quiet. Gotten the jump on me twice now. And with my bag over on the floor, no way I could get Robin's pistol out in time. Even if I weren't wary of shooting a cop, even a bent one, I wouldn't have a prayer against a pro-killer like Malone anyway. Malone! How nice to see you again. And here I was thinking our encounter was just a one-off thing. Uh-uh. Not one step closer. Malone, buddy, are you still pissed at me? Hitting me with the cheap shot? That I can live with. Tossing my Desert Eagle in the sewer? That one stings. But not for much longer. Both of you, back that way. Jimmy? Do what he says. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Lie to her. She's got nothing to do with this, Malone. Let her go, and then you and me, we can talk. What makes you think I want to talk to you? The fact that you haven't shot me with that giant revolver of yours yet. Wait, what's that in your left? Taser, dumbass. X-26, standard issue. Who's the smart one now? Okay, lady. Robin, right? Into the fridge. What? What? I say get in there. Now. Don't worry. Won't be in there long. Plenty to chat about soon. Nice big window in the door. Gotta make sure you got a clear view. <laughs> I said don't worry. 
I'll make sure to get you out before you suffocate. What's the point in that? All right there, Jimmy. Let's say we get started. Hmm. This should do nicely. Get you in nice and tight, eh, Jimmy? Wouldn't want you leaving before the party starts. Miss all the fun. Now, I know Miss Robin in there. She's really looking forward to the show. Gonna be a good one. Come on, wakey, wakey. Didn't zap you that hard? Big, strong guy like you? What do you want? There we go. Can't do this if you're not at your best. What are you doing? You think putting Robin in there will make me talk? What? No. See, thing is, nothing you can say I care about. But her. Ah, her. That's another story. What do you mean? I don't know anything. Wish I could believe that. Really do. Make my job here oh so much easier. But I don't. See, guys I work for, they want to know all about who you've been talking to. Don't... Don't say anything, Robin. Think you will. See, I'm gonna provide with the incentive. Unlike Jimmy, I won't lie. Say it's gonna be all right. I will say things can get a whole lot worse. What, what are you gonna do? Ain't no big trick making people talk. Got plenty of on-the-job experience in that regard. Only start hurting them too much. They go and say anything to make it stop. They get irrational. All fine and dandy if all I need is to beat a confession out of them. But if I want actual information, it does me no good, see? Malone, don't. So, Miss Robin, here's what's gonna happen. You are gonna tell me everybody you've seen this past week and how I find them. And I promise, I mean it, it's a promise. I kill them quick, painless. You too. Other hand, you hold out, I get less merciful. You'll talk eventually. Just a question of time. You're a monster! Maybe. Maybe. So, Jimmy, you right-handed. What? Why the hell should I tell you? This is what I'm talking about. Defiance. Don't do well for any of us. But it's okay. Just getting started. Don't think you're clear on the rules yet. We'll go ahead and assume you're a righty, Jimmy. So, let's see that left hand. I want to start us off easy. So, Miss Robin, here's how this is going to play out. I break Jimmy's fingers here, start with his little pinky, and work my way on up. Do his left hand first, so we got something to move up to. Build suspense, see? No! Don't hurt him! Now, since we just met in all, you probably don't believe me. So, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> now, I think we understand each other, all on the same page. Robin, listen carefully now. Pl plenty of time to get blubbery later, Robin. Who you been talking to? Nobody. It's, it's just us. We, we haven't. <laughs> See, I thought I was clear. Three more fingers on that left hand, and I haven't started on his right. Not to mention toes, and a lot more sensitive body parts. And then there's these beautiful old meat hooks just lying around. Really curious to see what I can do with these. So... You ready to start getting serious? Jesus! Jimmy! Come on. Come on, we've got to move. Fast! I, I gather you two are together? Uh, Give me a hand with him. Who? Who are... Eleanor. How did... Where did you come from? Never mind that. Right now we have to get you the hell out of here. 
Don't know how much time we have left. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production, Quorum, The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters, Episode 7 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman, Lydia Craniotis as Victoria Salkovich, Kevin Murray as Carl Pantuso, Ricardo Padilla as Malone, Tom Kramer as Tom, James Whalen as Paul, Bob Hurley as the racing announcer, and Ariana Almajan as Eleanor Wallace. Recorded at Tulgey Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler, with special thanks to Pete Papa George for providing supplemental music for this episode. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying... Thanks for listening, and tune in next week for the next episode of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Next post time will be at the bottom of the hour. Be sure to get in on all the racing action. So, what are we looking at, Paul? Keeping it easy, but act fast, Tommy. Bet four and two in the Quinella. It's paying more than the exacta right now. Ask me, that's the way to go. All right, here's hoping the ponies pay off. Got a rent payment coming up. Got a feeling. Really got a feeling here. Hast thou slain the Jabberwock?